0: Father, we praise you this morning, and we thank you, Father God. Thank you because your presence is in this place today. Thank you, Father, because you delight in the worship of your people. Father, thank you, Father, for giving us that freedom to worship you, to sing to you, to give you all praise and all glory. We thank you for this moment. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. Hey, if y'all feel like raising a hallelujah, how about giving Jesus a shot of praise? Amen. Yeah. All right. Let YouTube listen to you. <laughs> praise Jesus. How are you guys doing today? Y'all good? Blessed and highly favored. We. we yeah, that's right. That is right. Oh man, it's a, it's such a joy to be here. This you know, for me being here this morning. Um, I always look forward to these moments and. And, uh, and share God's word with each and every one of you. And this morning, you know, I was, I was sharing with, this morning in, in our 9 o'clock that as I was riding and viewing the beautiful gray sky, I was thinking to myself, you know, we, we, we are commemorating 21 years of, of a disaster, and um, and I was just thanking God that the fact that I opened my eyes this morning was reason enough to give thanks. Was reason enough to say thank you, Jesus, because we are still here. And we are here to just lift up your name in glory. God is good. God is good. And, and as I kept on praying about this, um, I was just remembering where I was on that day, 20, uh, 2001, 9-11, I had just moved from Puerto Rico, I relocated to, to Atlanta um, a month prior, and I was, sit, I was in a house, uh, it was an empty house that was loaned to me, and there was a TV, I was good, so I turned on the news that morning and I saw one of the towers in smoke. And I was just wondering what in the world happened. And right there and then I saw the second plane crash. And my heart froze. My heart froze. I still have family in New York. And, um, and, and my, I just started thinking about what in the world is going on here. And then as I... <clears throat> days after as I drove by, I'd see all the signs that says praying for America, in God we trust. The sad thing is that didn't last long. Let's not wait for another disaster to come together as one nation under God's protection. So I just pray that, that you know, as we continue our daily lives, that we can just think about the fact that God has brought us this far. And we are here to to reach the lost for God's kingdom. This will all end soon. Heaven awaits the saints of the Lord. Amen? Y'all ready to listen to God's word? We are too. (laughs) Praise the Lord. I want to read one of my favorite stories. In the gospel, and it's one of my favorite stories because it involves food. And 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 y'all know that you know me and food, we we're like this. And I wanted to to read. I'm gonna read from. That story that I shared with the children this morning, I'm going to be reading from the book of John, chapter 6, verses 1 through 13, and I'm going to be reading from the New International Version uh, this morning. And the Word of God says as such, sometime after this, Jesus crossed to the far shore of the Sea of Galilee, that is the Sea of Tiberias. And a great crowd of people followed him because they saw the signs he had performed by healing the sick. Then Jesus went up on a mountainside and sat down with his disciples. The Jewish Passover festival was near. When Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming toward him, he said to Philip, Where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? He asked, he asked this only to test him for he already had in mind what he was going to do. Philip answered, it would take more than half a year's wages to buy enough bread for each one to have a bite. Another of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. Here's a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish. But how far will they go among so many? Jesus said, have the people sit down. There was plenty of grass in that place. And they sat down. About 5,000 men were there. Jesus then took the loaves, gave thanks, and distributed to those who were seated as much as they wanted. He did the same with the fish. When they had all... When they had all had enough to eat, he said to the disciples, gather the pieces that are left over, let nothing be wasted. So they gathered them and filled 12 baskets with the pieces of the five barley loaves left over by those who had eaten. Father God, thank you for your word. I thank you for your word, Father, and I pray that this word today will speak to our lives, that as we receive from you the instructions that it will help us to be better servants of you. That the people surrounding us that don't know you, let them, let them experience the first Bible that they read will be us. So Father, I give myself to you. Holy Spirit, take over. Speak to our hearts. Please, Forgive, clean clean my life from any sin so whatever comes out of this mouth will be blessed and ordained by the holy spirit in Jesus name we pray amen and amen there's a reason why i love this story so much and one of the things that i that i was you know i have this story and i'm sure that you have too We've read this story so many times over and over. And one of the beauties, one of the beautiful things about God's word is that you can read a story over and over and the same story over and over, and it will always give you a different message. You know, it'll speak something different in your lives. And one of the things that I love about this story is that it talks about, you know, of course, Jesus. I love me some Jesus. And, and one of the things that, that it says about Jesus is that Jesus had many followers. He had a lot of followers. And the reason why Jesus had a lot of followers was because they have seen in Jesus something that they have never seen in any human being ever before. Everything that Jesus did and everything that Jesus spoke was an impact to those that were around him. You know, Jesus did all of these great things that nobody has seen before. Now, yes, Jesus was a teacher. They called him rabbi. They called him teacher. And... Although in Jesus' teaching, he would upset the Pharisees because he would bring a new meaning to the actual word of the living God. But not only would Jesus bring meaning and teaching to to God's word, Jesus would, would always back it up with action. He would always back up his word with action. Now... Miracles were seen by the crowd. Miracles were seen. Now, I am, you know, I am one of those because, you know, miracles and teachings, yes, teachings that are so impactful that would draw people to Jesus, but miracles also would draw people to Jesus. If I was there, if I would have been there in those times, I would have been following Jesus just because I wanted to see miracles because I'm that curious and I'm that visual. And those were the things that a lot of people that made Jesus and the word would spread, even when Jesus said, Listen, this don't say it to nobody, but somebody was always gonna leak it. And they would go up and and you know, Jesus' name was already known, and he was known for all the things that he that he did, and all of a sudden the Bible says that Jesus was was with the crowd with, with his disciples, and as he looked up, there was a crowd of people. There was a crowd of people. And the good thing about Jesus is that Jesus was never intimidated by any of that. He always knew what he he was going to do. You know, last week in the the chapel, in our service, in our Hispanic service, we packed the house. The house was packed. And we have one family that did not not come. That was the Lainez family. Y'all know the Lainezes. The Lainez alone, they fill out half the chapel. You know, talking about control. You know, we had, we had a packed house, and I say that if the Lainez would have come, I would have been spinning. I would have been like, now what? Let, you know, grabbing folded chairs, we're going to sit down the middle. I would have been, been a, a lost case. But see, Jesus never loses control. He never, he never freaks out. Here I am thinking, I wish they would come to see how this would look, but they didn't. I knew I was going to mess something up. But Jesus already had the plan. But before he executed that plan, he asked this man named Philip. And he says, hey, uh, got a question. What would it take for, you know, for us to feed these people? You know, all these, these, you know. Well, what would it take so we can get him some food? And, and you know, you know the story. Philip gave his answer. and you let, Yet you wonder, why was it that Jesus, even though he knew what he was going to do, why the question? Because Philip had a choice in his answer. He had a choice in his answer, and like many of us, Philip gave an answer based on his human logic. He said, it's going to take half, of, half a year of our wages to feed these people. It's going to take a lot of money to feed these people. Of course, that would have been my answer too. And probably that would have been the answer to, from many of us. Then comes, and this is the part that I like, the, one of the parts that I like the most out of this whole story, because the Bible says that another guy named Andrew, listen to this. It says, the Bible says another of his disciples, Andrew, Simon, Peter, Peter's brother, spoke up. He says, here is a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish. One thing that blows my mind in this part of the story is the fact that the bible says that there was 5000 men among that crowd but it wasn't it doesn't it wasn't 5000 people we're talking more about 5000 families there were grandmothers in-laws nephews nieces i mean scholars say, and they believe, that there were more than 17,000 people in attendance. You imagine 17, you imagine half of that trying to get in here? You imagine half of that going to Wednesday night supper? You imagine that? So here, here's all these, here are all these, these people, and out of all these people, there was only one boy with a lunchbox. There was only one little boy who I'm thinking that mom said, okay, son, you're going to go now. You're going to go with this crowd of people. Let me pack you up some bread. Let me pack you up some fish. Let me do all this so whenever you get hungry, son, you just stop, sit down, and, and eat while you're, you know, if you get hungry. Okay, good boy. Out of all that crowd, one boy was prepared. He had supplies for himself. But not only did this boy had bread, excuse me, bread and fish. This boy also took whatever he had and offered it. He gave it gladly. See, here are two adults wondering because Andrew said, "Hey, listen, let's go to Jesus." I'm thinking this boy said, "Listen, uh, Mr. Andrew, sir." I, I, you know, this is all I got. I know that there's a lot of people that are hungry. I'll, I'll, I'll gladly give it, you know, so you can share it. Of course, Andrew will go to Jesus and say, hey, this little boy gave what he has, but this ain't going to feed anybody, you know. Here we are, two adults, thinking in human logic, one little boy acted in faith. No questions asked. Two adults one boy so the question of how far will they go among so many while andrew was questioning what was seemed to be a human impossibility jesus grabbed what was offered and gave thanks let me share a story you might have heard this before, but I shared it in the 9 o'clock. And if you heard it, well, you'll hear it again. Um, my first, one of my first ministries, ironically, when I was around 24 years old, was youth. Youth was my first, one of my first ministries uh, in, my, in, in my walk with Christ. I was a youth leader. I was a youth pastor back in Puerto Rico. And I used to work at this furniture store. And my job at this furniture store was to, you know, to decorate all the, the showroom. And also, I would receive all the, um, all the, the appliances, the electronics that were not functioning, for, you know, to fill out the warranty sheets and all that stuff. That, there was, it was a Saturday. We used to have worship service for youth on Saturday nights. So I was working Saturday morning. I think, I just think that that Saturday morning, the whole community decided, how will we upset Jose's day today? And I think they got, they were in agreement with my boss also. Every, I mean, it was one of those things that I had a long line of people just bringing the equipment saying, I'm over here receiving all these. And I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, man, we sell a lot of junk. We sell a lot of no-good stuff. That, that I had my warehouse was packed of, of stuff for people, them, the service people, to come pick it up, and that's it. But then I had the showroom that I had to work with, and I didn't even touch it because I was busy here. And then my boss, instead of seeing that and saying, hey, well, let me help Jose out in, in the showroom because he's busy, he'll call me in the office, sitting in his nice little self there, and, hey, the showroom's a mess. What's going on here? And that, forget it. I was like... Man, it was a long day. I left, it was, I left an hour late from work. I'm zooming up. To, I'm driving up the hills of Mariana Mountain, which is where I'm from in Puerto Rico. And uh, so I'm going out to pick up my wife and Vomery, who was one year old or two, something like that. And I go, they, weren't even, they didn't even start to get ready. And, you know, the joy of the Lord was nowhere near me at that time. I start, you know, we, we started, you know, I'm like, listen, we have to go. Well, you know, I had a hard day too, and see you later. I just left. My heart was racing. I was, it, it, was, it was not a pretty sight. I was, I was feeling so angry because then I had to share God's word with a bunch of kids, and I was already upset. Service starts at 7. I got there at 6.45. I'm opening the gates. I'm turning on the lights, turning on the air conditioning. I'm doing it all, getting things ready. And I'm over here breathing, huffing and puffing, thinking, what am I? How am I going to do this? Then nobody shows up. 7 o'clock, nobody. 7.05, nobody. 7.10, nobody. At 7.25... My pastor shows up. He never goes to one of those. And he decided to go go that day. So as, you know, funny as he thought he was, so he starts walking and he starts looking around. And I'm over here waiting for the question. And he says, dude, where's the youth? I said, buddy, sit down. Sit down. (laughs) And I I just let him have it. Let me tell you about the day I was having. I mean, I had a pity party like no other. You know, I was just, I was just going and going, and he's just staring at me, you know. He didn't even blink. He was just listening. When I'm done, he says, you finished? And I said, yes. He says, you know what you need to do now? Give thanks to the Lord. I said, man, did you not hear my story? And he says, yes, I did. Please do not repeat it. But here is the reason why I tell you this. If in good things, we give thanks. In difficult moments, when things don't make sense, we give thanks. Because we can never measure our minds with the power Of the living God. And I did just that. He left. I had a one-on-one with the Lord. And I was telling God, God, you know, I, um, I don't know what am I thanking you for, but thank you. Maybe, it's, maybe you stopped all these kids from coming here because you know me better than what I know myself. Maybe it was because of the fact that I would not be sharing your word with this type of anger that I have. So thank you for protecting them. Thank you for protecting them, and thank you for teaching me that even when things do not make sense, even when I don't know what's going to happen next. I thank you because you are in full control and you never fail because you're faithful. I learned so much in that one day, in that one moment, that when at home we're thinking about how are we going to pay this next, this bill is due in, in, in two weeks, my response is two weeks is not here yet. Let's focus on today because tomorrow is never promised. And if we are here tomorrow, God will supply us with everything that we need. He has never failed. He has never failed. God is good, people. God is good. And all the time, God is good. And many times, and many times, we measure our situations based on what's in front of us. Many times, we, we try to measure circumstances or situations with what we have. See, the math that we know is not the math that God knows because in logic, Seven pieces of food was not going to fill up the stomach of over 17,000 people. But in the the kingdom mathematic equation, Jesus said, this is more than enough. We got what we need. You say it'll take half a year of wages. I say, give me what you got. And watch Watch how I will manifest my power in your circumstance. The Bible says that they all had enough to eat. And when he said, gather, gather what's left over. Twelve baskets after they all ate plain tea. Twelve baskets took place. Twelve baskets were left over. And I want to close with these with these final with this final moment, with this final word. Our human nature many times we see things from human perspective. And we tend to measure our minds and compare it to God's great power. And because of that, because of the fact that we tend to, to compare our logic with the logic of the living God, it, 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 it hinders us. We, we find it hard to place our full trust in a God who has always proven over and over and over again that he is in full control and has never fail his children so my question to the church today my question to me today is if we know that we serve a God who is in full control and has never ever failed Why is it hard at times to place our full trust in him? See, the Bible says that Philip and Andrew, as I do many times, we look at things from the human impossibility. But I think that Jesus is calling us to have a heart. Like the little boy who gave his all without measuring anything and not questioning anything. My question are we willing to give our all to the Lord? Are we willing to trust and rest in His faithfulness? Or are we going to continue to retain what we feel that we control? This church, all of us, we belong to Jesus. Everything that's going on that has us probably on pins and needles or has us with concern, let's rest in the faithfulness of a god that loves us and has called us to his greatness this house is a special place is a special place and who lives and who orders every step in this house is the one loved us so much that gave first his only son that he would take my place and yours in the cross to die for us and he died for us with a purpose you are here because there is purpose as we live and we breathe today there is purpose from the Lord for you the altar is going to open I'm going to ask the prayer team to come forward. And the altar is going to be available and open for all of you who need prayer today. As the praise team closes out with with the last song of the day, come forward. Let us pray for you if you feel led by the Spirit. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for your word. We thank you because you are a God that loves. We thank you, Father, that we will never question. We don't have to question anything because you are in full control. And let this, Lord, be the lesson for us today. And even when things don't make sense, let us be thankful to you. Father, speak to the hearts of your saints.